everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Bitch Breathe. I am your host, Ricardia Bramley. So the other day I was at a restaurant, a restaurant I know really well because I used to work there and so I also know the manager well and I really like him. And I was there with the beau and we're having a nice dinner and I'm talking to the manager who sat down with us about my job situation and that I'm currently back to freelance and looking to pick up more projects, whatever. And in no time he said, oh my God, that is so crazy because we're totally looking for someone. Let's talk about this. And he's like saying all these things in really fast succession. So at some point of that end of that conversation, he says, well, maybe think about it. You know, let's see if we can get together. I really have a job for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And the conversation ends. And the beau looks at me and he's like, um, did you just sign up for a new job? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, did I? <laughs> and he says, what are you doing? You you have to like, wait, maybe and <laughs> see, you can't just say yes, right here while we're having dinner. And I'm thinking to myself, of course, he's right. What am I doing? I'm sitting there having my little baked tofu with Thai basil or whatever it was. And I just said yes to a job that actually, I didn't really want and I don't really want. But I said yes. So after that, it was one of those little, I guess, key incidences when you start to pay attention to something that seems to maybe be a pattern. And that is exactly what I did. And I began to realize I can't say no very well. And I know I'm one of those generations of women that wasn't taught to say no and that where actually when you said no, people would think that is a yes, maybe yes. So this alone won't be very surprising, right? I'm in my mid 40s. And so I think I hope we're one of the last generations where that was in force in full effect. But what I think was a little shocking to me is that it took me so long to understand not just how to say no, and to stick to that answer. But I also didn't realize the kind of magic it contained, the kind of magic that unfolds when you are able to say no from an authentic place. And that's what we're going to talk about today. As the title indicates, just say no. I thought about my whole life, of course, now in terms of this tiny little two letter word. And the odd thing is, I wasn't all that bad at saying no as a younger woman, whether it was jobs or partners or just opportunities that seemed to be abundant, that seemed to be very promising. I never really worried about whether a new opportunity would come along. I didn't worry whether this exchange in Oman would ever come along and I'd be sent out again in some to some country to do something exciting. And when it came to my romantic choices, I also didn't consider it much. I was like, nah, don't feel like going on a date. No, I think if there had been Tinder or some dating app, and if I were the kind of brave person, I guess, to engage on that level, I'd have probably been swiping whatever it is, left or right, whatever the denial is, the decline, that's the one I would have probably been swiping. No, no worries. So I was doing real life swiping a lot, if you will, when I was younger. So I wondered what changed. And I think there are many things in place that change, of course, when we go from being a younger person to an older one. I think the main concept, the big one, and I've got a few on my list here, I hope I get through all of them. But the main concept is a is a consciousness that changes. And I think we go from a consciousness of abundance, maybe we even take things for granted as young people. And then we move into a consciousness of scarcity. And I think that is a huge 
element of aging that we want to look at as we go from young to being old is how much have we switched our consciousness, not the external circumstances, but our consciousness from abundance to scarcity, from, of course, I'm allowed and deserve to have this to, well, I don't know, did I work hard enough for it? Maybe everybody needs to go through it, whatever these evil little sentences are that we have as we get older. And so I am really now embracing this idea that the abundance is still here and it's only my consciousness towards that concept, towards this idea that life is full of generosity, um, that that is what has changed. So if that is what has changed, I can change it back. So I began after my little restaurant incident there to figure out ways how to say no. And I realized that you really got to start small. If you say no to family, that's a whole lot more difficult than saying no to, let's say, a salesperson. If you really don't want these shoes, but the salesperson is a very, very convincing personality, then practice saying no. Practice disappointing the sales associate. And then sort of move along, get better at it in terms of being more brave and saying no to family as well. It can be small things. I mean, obviously, if a family member, if a friend needs urgent help, we're not going to say no. But of course, you know, I'm not referring to those kinds of circumstances. Another one that I thought about, and this is something that I do think I actually managed for some reason throughout the years, but maybe again, I should bring him onto the show one time and ask him, is that we make sure we say no to our children by saying no to them. And this is a twofold approach, right? The one thing is, is for us to say no when they've transgressed, when they've overstepped their boundaries, or when they're just plain not being safe, of course, and we say no, it's an instinct. They're about to put their hand on a hot plate, we're going to stop them. But the other one is for them to witness us saying no. So if somebody's asking us to do something in front of our children that we don't want to do, let's say it's another parent and they really need us to pick up their child as well that afternoon, but that's not really good for us because we have to take our kid to some class or we had told them we'd go to the library, whatever it is, then to say no, to say, I'm sorry, it's really not possible today. So the child has the opportunity to watch the parent and I'm going to go ahead and say it to watch the female parent, especially saying no. As a consequence of saying no a lot more, it might be useful to understand that not everyone is going to acknowledge your answer as what it was, which was a decline. And for me, and this is huge because I keep running into this over and over, is that I say no because instinctively I knew I don't want this or I don't want this situation. But then this person, the person opposite of me who needs or wants me to do something will become very adamant at wanting to get me on their side. So they won't acknowledge my no. They'll bring forth more and more arguments why I probably will want this too, why this is good, why they really, really need this help. Sometimes they do, sometimes they really don't need it or not from you. And to then repeat the answer, say no again without elaborating without elaborating is key. Because as soon as you elaborate, you've diluted the answer. You've now moved into maybe defensive mode, maybe too much explanatory mode. But whatever it is, it's no longer strengthening your answer that is no. You don't want to. That means no. 
You don't have time. That also means no. You're exhausted. You just don't give a twirly. <laughs> the answer remains no. No explanations, except for maybe the original one. And if you need to give an explanation, just give one argument. I don't have time. Don't again give more. This is something I learned about from Barbara Walters' biography, actually. She had an autobiography that was called, <laughs> I was going to say rejection, but actually was called audition. <laughs> Interesting, that one. Anyway, it was called audition. And she said, if you ever make it a choice to say no or to excuse yourself from something, only use one excuse. Don't use several. And I thought that was brilliant. So saying no without elaboration. Then comes my second pain point. I've said the no. I maybe didn't elaborate. And now I have to stay with the discomfort of the reaction of that other person. Ooh, that one is not so easy for me. I don't know about you, but to not be liked is really, really difficult for me sometimes. It's probably my zodiac sign, people. I'm a Libra. <laughs> We're total people pleasers. It's a tragedy and it's also a little bit true. So staying with the idea that this other person is unhappy about my choice, is unhappy about my canceling an event, is really difficult for me to do, especially if I like this person. I mean, I don't say no because you're a jerk. I don't so say no because I suddenly don't like you anymore. I've said no because at this moment in time, it wasn't the right thing for me. So for the other person to be pissed off, disappointed, ouch, disappointment, or slightly panicked even because now they have a situation where they have to replace you or they were really counting on your helping them, staying with all of their discomfort around your no and your own, huge. But when I did manage it, and I was just in that position the other day where I had to cancel an event that had been standing for a long time that I had committed to, but that really, really was going to be super difficult for me to do now, I had to say no. And this other person rightfully was pissed off at me. And the wording of their message was accordingly. And for me to then not step in and figure out, okay, wait, maybe I can do it this way, or maybe I can come in one day and leave the next. I was going through all these stressful situations and scenarios, how I could somehow make it work for both of us, because I wanted the compromise and I love this person. But I couldn't do it. And I realized, no, if I try to compromise on this now, not only have I compromised myself and my own health to a certain degree, because it's going to be very stressful, but I will have also not stood up for myself. And isn't no all about standing up for yourself and saying, this is it, no more, not a single step further? So stay with the discomfort, even if it's really, really hard, because the, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the self-love you feel afterwards, after you push through, is amazing, miraculous, even. Piggybacking on that, even little jobs that acquaintances want you to do, like the other day there was something somebody needed, and I knew she could get somebody to do this on Fiverr.com. Oh, by the way, shout out to Fiverr.com, great platform. <laughs> I know I'm not getting paid for this. But like I knew this was such a project that wasn't going to cost them a lot, that was going to cost me half a work day. And I thought, no, I know I can do this. I know you need help, but there are other resources that you definitely can't afford. And that no was a bit of an easier one because it wasn't my first and I knew that there would be a solution. 
One of the bigger things about saying no is that, and here's where the magical aspect comes in, it will stop you from settling, from settling for the wrong partner, settling for the wrong job, the wrong apartment, whatever it is. So going back to my little restaurant story at the opening of this episode, if I had stayed with this, yes, I then later canceled and explained, and of course we're friends, so it was no problem, but if I had not canceled this, I would have settled for a job that would have thrown me back years. Yes, it's something I could do. Yes, of course I wanted to earn money, but no, it was absolutely not a representation of the person and the life situation I find in place today. So I would have settled for something that is way below me, And I'm getting way too old for that in a good way. And the same is with a partner. I know that partners and we are impossible to live with. I love what Alain de Botton says about this, that all of us are practically impossible to live with. We're the worst people ever. And that we should find a way to make peace and make love and a life with this partner because probably they're actually good enough right? If there's not X, Y, and Z going on, go back to some of my episodes for that one. But to not settle for something that you kind of knew from the get-go, this isn't quite it. This apartment is not quite it. I remember I was looking for apartments. This is back in the later 90s in the East Village in New York. And it was so hard, of course, real estate always being what it is in that place. And my lovely hometown. But I was looking at this apartment. Okay, they had spray painted all the walls in silver. There was like crazy graffiti going on. The whole thing had a goth emo vibe. And if you're into that, great. Doesn't matter. But I was kind of spooked out. But this was like the 17th apartment I was looking at, right? And I thought, you know what, Ricardia, just say yes. They looking for a roommate, and it was a roommate situation, did I mention? So they're looking for a roommate. You desperately need an apartment. Just do it. Just fill out the form and get this apartment. And so that evening, I I took a, a moment, a couple hours to think about it. But then I think it was that evening or the next day, the apartment I actually want the roommate, he said yes. They wanted me to move in with them. So that's just a very small example of how we set the stage of our lives by giving certain answers. So saying yes to certain situations, people, jobs, will bar us from being able to say yes to the others. And think about how that shifts your reality going forward. There's always, as the Kabbalists say, which I always loved, they say that there's several parallel universes. And depending on the decisions you make, so yes or no, you are going to step into a different universe. So the universe of saying no when it feels right to you must, by default, be incredible, no? It must be abundant, authentic, and joyful, is what I imagine, because like I said, I am not practicing this for all too long yet, so I am just only beginning to notice how great it is. And why am I saying that? I should probably illustrate this so I've got proof. And that is that I've had several situations now where I said no to people who wanted me to work for them for some reason. You know how there's always themes in life. And for me right now, it seems to be job offers. And I turned down, I think, four of them. And I'm thinking, how am I turning down all this work? Like, where are all these job offers coming from? I keep saying no. I mean, do these people want me to reject them? Like, what's going on? But then I thought back again to my young, younger life, my younger self. 
And I said no to romantic partners a lot. I was like, nah, not interested. And I really wasn't or I didn't really want the complications it would entail or whatever it was. But they never stopped showing up for some reason. You know how it is in your teens. Or maybe it wasn't that way for you and it happened later or not at all. But you have a different example. But what I'm trying to say is that the more I've been saying no, the more I'm getting yeses in some way. And that I find truly magical. That, to me, indicates a shift. That the more you say no, the more maybe other things will get fine-tuned to the point where the offers that are coming in will eventually become a yes. Not because you settled, but because you have now created a parallel universe that much more represents who you are. And I started to have real fun with this over the last couple of weeks. I started to keep count of how many times I managed to say no. And then looking at the results, and it really has shifted things around. Maybe it's early days yet, and it probably is. But I would be lying if I said I hadn't noticed a change. So I thought that was pretty magical in and of itself. And the very last no that I would like to talk about today is, of course, because I love talking about it, romantic relationships. Now, someone who has a hard time saying no to your partner then practicing that is going to be very challenging. And I'm speaking from experience because I love being in relationships, by the way, also a Libra thing. And I found it very hard to say no to my long-term partners, even the short-term ones, even ones I hadn't been with for that long. I always thought, no, I want to help out or I want to be supportive or, you know, I really should go out today. We haven't been out in a while. And it was really, really difficult. I've come to the conclusion, and I would love to hear your opinion about this, that this is not right. If you don't want to do something, even if you're married, even if you said I do, but now it's more like I don't, (laughs) then you should be able to do that. To say no, even in your romantic relationships. And I want to add to that even to your parents. Yes, we're grown-ups. Yes, we've emancipated from being the five-year-old with our parents, but really, have we? Have you been to Thanksgiving with your family lately? I hope you have. I know it's difficult in these times, but I found that it's not easy to say no to a parent, even to this day, because if it's something small and they're getting older and you really don't have time, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say yes. That one, I'm probably not going to be able to succeed with a whole lot, but I did succeed in the other, getting back to the romantic relationship. So just saying no, even though this is your partner, your partner in crime, the person you love, your favorite person, maybe don't start practicing with them, but maybe do. Who knows? Anyway, make it a week of just saying no instead of just saying yes and not really thinking about it. I hope you are having a good summer. I hope that you are able to take good care of yourself. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you next time. Sending love.